You've heard that your limiting beliefs can hijack your financial freedom, but what do they look like? And can you ever completely get over them? Your limiting beliefs force you into thinking you cannot make the money you want in a profession you love. Fortunately, those are myths. The Seven Figure Boss Podcast is finally here. And it's all about ditching your detrimental thoughts to make seven figure money through your dream business. Join your host, Adrian Velasquez, the original seven figure boss, to be empowered with all the knowledge you'll ever need to conquer your own limiting beliefs and step into a life of abundance, joy, and financial freedom. Aside from one-on-one episodes, your host will also bring you insightful interviews with other million-dollar business bosses who will teach you what it takes and how you can build your own road to generational wealth and longevity. So are you ready to step into a new chapter of your seven-figure journey? If so, then let's dive headfirst into this episode of The Seven Figure Boss. Well, hi guys, this is Adrian Velasquez, the founder and CEO of The Seven Figure Boss. I am so excited to be bringing y'all this guest that's going to be on today because she is bringing the fire. That's right. So guys, I'm going to give y'all a little sneak peek so y'all can see what's going on with this beauty. But before I get started with her, make sure if y'all have not done so, make sure that y'all subscribe to the Seven Figure Boss podcast. Also reserve your seats. I don't want to hear nothing. Reserve your seats for the Seven Figure Boss Summit because you all are going to be in for a big treat. So without further ado, I am going to bring this beauty to the stage, Miss Sharmitra Gonzalez. Hi, Adrian. So good to see you. I'm so excited for you to be here. Absolutely. And and for the viewers to just get a little taste of you. And what you got going on. Um, because I see this sweet old name up underneath your name. So tell the viewers a little bit about you, Sharmitra. Yeah, I like to say I am a small town country girl who had a really big dream. And I am the CEO of Unleashed to Speak, where I help women who have been trafficked, domestically abused, sexually assaulted to actually go into that safe space to heal, as well as help them craft and create their story. I am a mother of two. I have been on quite a few different things, including the Great American Speak Off. And I was I got to speak at Grant Cardone's event and the Zurich Classic. So I'm a speaker as well. And then ultimately, I like to tell everybody I am a light for those who are struggling to get out of the darkness. Amen. Girl, I love it. Um, because we met at what was the Great American Speak Off? Yep. <laughs> so, um, it is just amazing to see the transformation right before my eyes. You are truly what we call that American story, and that is just real talk. You give so many women, not young girls, but but grown women, you give them hope. And I'm loving this transformation of how you are moving over from corporate America and you are walking in your purpose and your dream. So what would you share with the viewers about going after your dream? Man, man, man. So I like to say that success is the progressive realization of a worthy idea. So my dream as a kid, what I tell people is it's an energy. Energy is only transferred. It's never lost. So as a young kid, I had so much energy and I had so much love. People told me I was poor. I grew up poor. I didn't know it. It's something about the love that I had for myself. It's something about something that was in me. I believe that we are born with a purpose. And when we find out what our purpose is, then we can pursue it. And then if we just continue to dream, the dream is basically us being able to look and say, hey, I have a dream about something. But when you write it out, plan it out, and one day do one thing every day, one thing towards that dream, Mm -hmm. 365 days later, 
you're 365 days closer. So it does not matter where you're starting from. I just hope that people, when they have a dream, they do not give up on that dream because the dream only manifests when you write it down, you plan it out and you pursue it. Oh my goodness. I love that. I always tell people, I'm like, you know what? A dream without a blueprint of written goals is nothing but a hallucination. Nothing. So, and you think about it in God's word, he tell us to write it down and make it plain. So, you know, you got to have the visual. Yes. If you want for it to actually manifest, you know, and a lot of times that's where things start. You think about how I don't want to tell your whole story because it's going to get away from what you're going to be sharing with them at the summit. But you think about, you know, the moment, the the point where you were at, where you you did not know if you were going to be able to get out of that. But you had hope. You had this dream of something bigger and better. Can you just share a little bit about that. I actually can. It's something I think I have it right here. I want to show you if I can get it down. So it's something that I have every day. And I wasn't planning on doing this, but. <laughs> Girl, I love it. I love it. I love it. This you have right to do here. it. I had to, cause I'm, I'm sitting there and you're asking me about my dream and I'm looking up and I'm like, it's right in front of me. So it's no better way than to show you guys. I'm not just talking about it. I'm actually living it out. So when you have a situation like my situation, and of course, like I said, I'll wait and share all that stuff at the summit. This is just a sneak peek, but I had. So give them a sneak peek. Don't tell them in detail. Yeah. But what happened to you that brought you to this point? Yeah. Okay. So basically as a young child, I can share that I was, I was born into poverty and I was kind of tossed around place to place, home to home. And I went into a situation to where I was not in control of myself, of my money, of my decisions, of my choices. And because I didn't have any parents or anybody around me that could help me or that cared about me. The first person who said that they did, I went to them and then I worked for them. And then I was beat and raped and all these things by them. And I stayed because it's something called survivor's remorse. And when you have a situation that you have gotten out of something, because to me, getting out was just making it out of poverty. When I moved to the city, I was 15 years old. I emancipated myself from the state of Texas so I could be legally grown put myself in school and got into the wrong hands of the wrong people. And they used me, they abused me and they continue to do it because a woman's body can be used over and over and over. So at the end of the day, um, I had people, I had a dream that I would make it out and I lived a double life. So I would go to school during the day. I would do my work at night. I would school during the day, do my work at night. And all you need is one person to care about you. And it could change your life. So if you only have one person, be grateful for that. And if you are that one person for somebody, you're looking at the product of what one pastor that Jesus. cared about me, that saw something in me, he 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 cared enough to pull me out of that situation, to get me out of that environment. He helped me write my story to every HBCU in this in the it really in the, in the United States that I could think of that would take me and my daughter who I conceived from that space that I was in. And um, Southern University took me in. Uh, go Jaguars, go Knights. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me a full scholarship and they allowed me a chance to be able to redevelop myself after dealing with trauma called being traumatized. And you can only be in fight, flight, or freeze are the three traumatic responses. And so at the end of the day, I had lived my life the whole time and freeze, meaning that when something happened to me, I just let it happen. I never gave consent. Just get on top of me. I never said that I wanted to do this or do that. I just did it because when you are growing up and you've been traumatized and you've been through all these situations, the only thing that you can do is respond to your environment and you never can escape environment. So he had to physically, the pastor took me out of the environment, put me into an environment in college 
graduated magnum cum laude, working on my MBA now. I've went on to work in advocacy work. I've been a community organizer, ran for city council. Like all of the things that I did come from me knowing that somebody had my back and they believed in me. And I'm not going to let them down. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? That <laughs> is literally the first step. The first step is having belief. Yeah. Because belief is the foundation of everything. If you don't have belief, you don't have anything. Yeah. So what was the turning point in your career? Oh, you really <laughs> know, this is a real, this is a, this is a story. It's so sensitive to me. And I won't say the organization because I've been very, I'm, I'm a good speaker, as you know. So people saw that in me and they loved my story and I didn't realize it, but they turned my pain into profit. So I was sitting, I was working at a not-for-profit. This was maybe like five years ago. Um, I had already graduated. I had a nice little salary. I had my kids and I had kind of redeveloped myself. And I was big on sharing, doing prison ministry and doing all this stuff. So I had a following. So I went to, I was working with a not-for-profit and they would always put me up as the speaker for our gala or for our fundraiser. And I'll never forget, I was on the stage. I gave my testimony the audience stood up, they were crying, they were clapping. And the person came up on stage behind me and was like, we're about to auction off these pieces to help women like Shemitria, not to help Shemitria. Although my story had opened up hearts, they wanted to sew into someone like me. I hadn't made it yet. I still was behind on my bills. You know, like you don't make a lot of money in not-for-profit work, <laughs> but you do get to serve. And my, remember, I had come from a situation where my value was based on how much money I could provide or how much service I could provide for somebody. So I had never redeveloped or reprogrammed that mindset. So it was the mindset that had me trapped. But that moment, when I got off stage, they raised $800,000. Oh my goodness. I'm not joking. I leave the stage, I go home and I have an eviction note on my door. Wow. And I said, okay, I feel used. So I reached out to the not-for-profit. I was like, hey guys, you know, I know I work for you, but I really need, you know, some help. Like I'm about to be evicted. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a single mother. I got two kids. I'm trying my hardest. I got a car note. I got the rent. You know, they just upped my rent. Like I make too much money to get Medicaid or food stamps or any help, but I don't make enough to survive. So it's that middle space of that college student that just graduated lifestyle I was in. And they were like, well, Shmitria, we we don't have the funds because what we raised was for a new building. Wow. So that was the moment when I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell my own story. So me and my daughter wrote a book. After we wrote the book, we started pitching the book. I started going to different news stations. I started pulling on those contacts because one thing that happens when you're an organizer and you're, because the organizer is like the lowest level that does all the work for the big people. So I was working with- Make everybody else look good. Make everybody else look good. But I learned the work and I built the connections and I had rapport with people and they know me, they liked me and they trusted me and they knew my story because I had told it to everybody. Right. So- I was able to, you know, get with some of my people. The one woman, you know, she helped me to get on the ballot to try to run for city council. Another person got me on the news and then I got on another news station. Then we sold our books out and then I started doing retreats. And then it just, it started from me realizing that my story is powerful. Other people see that too. I didn't see it. I just thought that I was inspiring people. Really, I was raising money. Mm. Be careful on who uses you, who uses your story and what stages you get on. Because as a speaker now, sometimes I say no. I got to know why I'm I'm up there, who I'm representing. I got to know you're helping me. You know, I'm not ashamed to say it. Right. You know, I got to shout you out and give you your flowers while you have them. I think you saw something in me at the Great American Speak Off. Because remember, we didn't meet just there. We met at the conference. That's we right. going to 10X stages right. to learn. So that's, that's right. one of the things I like to say. When you show up with something and you show up at the table, I invested $3,000 to be there just like you. But it was a lot for me. I know you were a seven-figure boss for it. It probably was you know, another thing for you. But you were able to be in the same room as me because people like yourself are in those rooms. 
and you saw me and you were able to, to, to mold and shape and, and pour into me as a young woman who you saw something in me that I think was even greater than what I saw at the time because I have went through a very big transformation since mm -hmm. that. Day. Yes, you have. So yeah. what would you probably say is one of the biggest challenges in your profession? Oh, as a speaker, as a coach, as an entrepreneur, as a, a woman of God, um, I think that our profession has been hijacked by people who only want to sell and don't remember that speakers are there to heal and to transform. So I'm not good in my own way of pitching myself or putting myself out there and, and really, you know, making that, you know, worth my value. But I said, okay, if I'm not good at that, what am I good at? Hmm. Writing, building relationships, fundraising, because a lot of the women that I deal with, that I'm not in the business of CEOs and, 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 and businesses. I'm in the business of healing. And people that need to be healed, they really don't have the funds because most of them leave with nothing, particularly women who've been raped, trafficked, domestically abused. They don't have the finances. They don't have the resources. They can't get the flight. I am excited to say that one of the things that I did, so one of the biggest challenges was how do I get to an audience of women knowing that the speaker industry is really kind of saturated now with business events and, and all of these organizing events and all of these entrepreneurial summits, which are great for entrepreneurs. I'm in that world too, but my niche is healing, is, is redeveloping women who have been broken. And so I had to find a way to get the funds and the resources, and I did. I was able to get a grant, and I was able to partner with um, a young woman by the name of Kathleen in Arizona, and she's going to sponsor my first event, and she's going to help me bring 20 women for free that have been trafficked, raped, or domestically abused to the ranch for three days of healing. And I'm going to be asking women that are like yourself, that are motivators, that are women that want to go out and redevelop, you know, other women and curate other women, want to give back to come and be a support for the women that are going to be there. So come in. So each woman, I want to pair a woman who's already got her stuff together, like you paired with me. Okay. I'm just saying, but <laughs> I want to pair women that are already have themselves solidified that have something to give back to just be a support for the women that are going to be there as survivors and we're going to go through three days of intensive healing and so that was one of the biggest challenges was how do i make something different than the marketplace because i think the marketplace has a ton of empowerment a ton of business a ton of wear your prettiest dresses your best clothes your you know look nice and show off but this is going to be no cameras no lights no action we're going to be getting facials, ear acupuncture, Reiki, yoga, massages. We're going to be under the campfire at night. And I just believe I can't do it by myself. So no, that's the reason why, to me, I feel like when a lot of people say to me, they're like, Adrian, you're always talking about money. And it's not about money. And I'm like, yes, it is about the money. Yes. The money is able to afford you to be able to do things like this. So at the end of the day, it is about the money. Now, how you use that money, that's a totally different thing. Yes. But, you know, God will put you in the space and he would create room for all your gifts. Yes, you he know? will. And now he is using you to be able to bless others. Yes. And in return, you're going to be able to get these women some hope. Yes. And you're still going to bring them back to the business. Thank I'm you. just saying. Because the caveat is that's why I need women with money that are business women to come in and each one reach one. Yes, ma'am. Yes. I can get every woman to pair with another woman. Then it's not me. I don't want to be a guru. It's another part of this. I'm very introverted. And but I'm I get it because you got to heal the mind. You got to heal the spirit yes. because the reality of it is, is someone like myself trying to teach them all about the brand and the social media, all of this other uh -huh. stuff. It's hard for them to input it yes. if they can't even visualize themselves with owning a business. Exactly. So I love that. So what are your top three characteristics you would consider when hiring a teammate. Oh, 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 mindset. Okay. 
mindset. I believe when you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are. Ooh. Communication. Yes. And then I would probably have to say experience. I'm I am not here because I'm lucky. I'm here because 11 years ago, I started stepping on high school stages, speaking, sharing, communicating, doing my story. And I've done hundreds and hundreds of free stages. And now I finally get paid to be booked. That's experience. And then if you think about it too, you said you didn't have the finances, but you did find the money to I invest did. in you. Yes. So you could level up your business and your life. You know, a lot of times we don't take the time to invest in us. We'll invest in our kids, invest in church, invest in everything. Yes. You know, but it's like I tell everybody, how are you going to pour into others when your cup is empty? Yep. So and investing in you is like crucial. So yep. that's going to lead me to this next question. Okay. So what's your source of motivation? Oh, my source of motivation. That's a good one. Myself in five years, myself mm. in six months, myself next month. I know she in there. I know she out there, but I got to get with women like you because you become who you are around. So having people like you in my corner that really care, you can't pay people to care. But when somebody really cares about you, that's it. That, that I'm, 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 I'm on fire because I'm a student athlete. Remember, I've always been a part of a team. It may not have been the team that I thought was. <laughs> <laughs> but I have always been a part of a group. And when I'm, it's something about if I'm by myself and I'm working on this, I may not get it done. But if I know I got to be there for you, it's done. Yes. So what do you think about, I know me and you talked about this earlier, yeah. you know, this part is dear to my heart because mm -hmm. I met your baby. Um, I know, right? Yes. So what is the legacy you want to leave to your children? Who, Lord Jesus, Shemitria Gonzalez as the brand, as the mother, and as the pioneer that broke the generational curses that had plagued us for years. Mm. I want to leave that name. So when they hear that name, everybody know who I was and what I represented and what I stood for. And I want that name to be something that my children can get passed down in something called an estate. I had to, Adrian, I have to get with people that don't look like me, aren't my color or my race to build out my will, my trust, million dollar life insurance policy. I had to learn things like that. I had to ex expand my mind. And if I don't pay nothing else, I'm paying those bills. I'm paying that insurance bill. Mm -hmm. so if I leave this world tomorrow, they get a fair chance at a new start and they get a million dollars split between the two. But before that, I have something called a legacy video and you know, everybody knows, well, if they don't know, um, I had, you know, my mother and father had been through some situations. So I don't know my grandfather's, my grandmother's like that. I don't know too much about my mom and dad. I don't know who I am very much. I don't know. I don't know my family members that much. I know my brothers, my sisters, I love them. They love me. But I don't really know where I fit when it comes to that family of just like, having the people around and you like, you could call you, you know, I could call my sister tomorrow and she loved me and she'd been there for me and she tried so hard, but I had a disconnect from them. And I left when I was 15 and I never looked back. So I've been in this world alone. I don't want my daughter and my son to grow up like that. Amen. I want them to be together. And then I want their family, their children's children's children to remember my name. You know why? Cause I'm gonna leave them something. They gonna remember that name. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to see all your hard work and your perseverance, you know, yes. what you've pushed through, you yeah. know, um, like I tell everybody, I'm like, my mother left me the legacy of love. She left me the legacy of get up and, and get it going, not giving up, you know, and I want to be able to leave my children the same. Yeah, I want to leave them those tangible things, but mm -hmm. I want to leave that legacy of, you know, no matter, if we don't mind how many times you get knocked down. It's mm -hmm. how many times you are bouncing and getting back up. Yes. You know? And I want for my kids to have that fire, you yes. know, have that passion to just 
keep yes. it going. Yes. I love it. So if you had your ideal work condition, right? Mm. <laughs> you like, hmm. It's <laughs> a good thought. Um, what would be your top three work conditions that will make you more productive? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Team of women around me and we like-minded going towards the same vision, the same goal. I feed off of good, positive energy. Sunlight, an office, nothing but windows. I mean, I want the sun. I want I want to be able to see from a high place, and just remember that I'm I'm I, I how how it's you know how much I've done to get there. Like just I could see a penthouse office in New York. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, up top, beautiful. I could have anything I want, right? So you going all the way over to the East Coast now? I'm going all the way to New York, girl. Just, just, just for work. I just fly in every once a week. Once yeah, right. Really, yeah, I love it. Wait a minute, on your jet? On my jet? On your jet? On your jet? On your jet. Yes, girl. Uh, and then I would definitely say speaking from a safe place. So in a safe place, you know, for me, it's so important. The work I do is dealing with people helping them redevelop themselves. And so creating that safe space for them to when they walk in, it's like they're, everything else stops for them. The mm -hmm. energy in the room is good. They, 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 they're, they're completely able and open and willing to be healed. Because when I do that for them, when they go out and their babies are affected, their husbands are affected, their community is affected, one person can change the world. I believe that. So if I could just do that with each one and have a safe space a lot of sunlight, very lavish. <laughs> That's what I want. Right, right. So how would you rate yourself um, the general competency in your industry? 10 out of 10. I know that's right, baby. On the street. I know that's right. To the corporate, to the space of, of healing myself. I like to say, don't do it. Don't, you can't teach somebody unless you've already been through it and don't teach them while you learning. I'm not teaching people to learn to heal while I'm healing. I'm mm. I have joy inside mm. me that if you sold, I'd be a multimillionaire right now. If mm. I tell the way I wake up, the way I go to sleep, the way I'm attentive, my love for life, even though I don't have too much, I got more than enough than I need. And I'm going to be like this even when I get the jet and the, the skybox office. Same person, same energy. I know that's right. Girl, I said the same thing girl. here. <laughs> I'm, that girl, I'm that same girl that was driving that $9,000 Plymouth Neon. You know what I'm saying? Because you understand the grace and the mercy. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. know, a lot of people don't know your story. You know, so it's beautiful for people to be able to see your start. Like yeah. I'm seeing your start and it's like, girl, I'm smiling and cheesing like you my sister because it's so beautiful to watch your growth. You know, I know that day when I spoke to you, Yes. when I told you, I'm like, here it is. I'm, I'm competing against you. I'm like, Yes, this chick, and I'm over here telling her I need for you to go up there and kill it. Yes. So it was and like sure, like just the top 30 that moment, right when you did it, y'all. She's talking about we were at the Great American Speak Off. We have NDAs, so we can't say too much. It's gonna right, be okay. Right, right, right. But he can't, I mean, she didn't even go on yet. And she came to me and she was like, Look, you got this. They need somebody like it's either me or you. We got they they need us. We got that thing. It's something about us. But you, I want you to go kill it. You got this. Make sure you do this, giving me hinters and pointers. <laughs> <laughs> because it was like I just I knew <laughs> your story needed to be heard by millions. Yeah. There are so many people out here that are oppressed. And I'm not talking about financially. Yeah. They are oppressed mentally because they have allowed their past to affect what's going on in their future. And they are stuck. It's like they're paralyzed to move. 
you know, not understanding that it is more out there for them. And I feel like you exemplify all of that. You know, you show women like, girl, I am not the one for excuses. I no. am horrible. Never. Come to me mm -hmm. for excuses because I'm like, do you realize how many other people are going through things that are even worse? And they figured out a way to overcome, yes. you know, and it's like, remove all the excuses and walk into your greatness. Thank you. Girl. Please do. <laughs> oh, Lord, that could be a whole nother one. So um, it, would you say that networking is crucial in your industry? I say you better learn how to pop. You <laughs> of people. P-O-P. Pop. Let me tell you. When I went to growth to the Great American Speak Off, I thought I went there to learn how to speak and campaign as a speaker to raise more, you know, just authenticity and what I do and to be more professional. The people in that room, and I'm not going to say names, somebody gave me money. Somebody bought me a car. Somebody was able to help me redevelop my business, my website, do the whole back end of it, help me with my speaker kit. This is truth. I come to you while I'm in it. Most people that get the level of attention or the the, the success that I have already made it in Western yes. society's eyes. Yes. They got the car and the house and the, I made it because I got that energy. I got God frequency. I made it because everything I touched turned to gold. I made it because my belief system can't be broken no matter what come against me. And that is contagious. So the people who helped me, I realized that it's either they had it or be careful now. Because some people, when they see you, when I won to be a finalist and to go get to go to grand stage, some people came to me and they 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 motives weren't there. That's they, right. They want to attach to you when you got that light and they want to use it to bring their own light up. You got to watch people's agenda. So everything that was given to me wasn't given in vain. Ain't nothing for me. Right. But the power of networking, the power of people, I got everything in my life right now because I opened my mouth. Because when I networked, my intention got their attention. Anybody can network and talk and try to pitch. All I do is connect. That's right. That gets you. And it's like, what did Grant say? Your network is your network. <laughs> Come on now. Thank you. So what would you say your competitive advantages are over your other colleagues? As a speaker and a coach, I mean, my story, you can't make it up. You can't go back and relive your life. But when it comes to the American dream, Rocky Balboa, was only Rocky Balboa because he went through the struggle. You know, Cardi B is loved and renowned because they know she is If you a speaker and you helping people overcome, what have you overcame? That's an advantage in its own. I mean, also the way I carry myself, being that I used to be in that life and streets and poor to now a woman that, you know, I could go to Ross or dealers and make something look good and other people could go to gucci and louis but because their attitude is ugly they ugly but i could wear you know anything and it's how i present myself it's my character i say two things character versus personality personality is what shows up when you in the lights but character is what you make somebody feel when ain't nobody watching it's that thing they like i'm watching you and i saw what you did you a good person Sometimes they won't even tell you, but they stay everybody watching. They always watch. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Said it. So what would you say um, your profession, like what makes you the most happy in your profession? Uh, honestly, bruh, after I speak, I pour myself out and then I go in the, like most speakers and I'm not knocking anybody. Because sometimes, you know, you get to a certain level, but most speakers will get paid to speak and then leave. I speak. I come to the event. I go after I speak and stand in, in, in the midst of like where people are just congregating. 
and I get to hear their stories of how I impacted them. I get to hug on them. I get to love on them. I get to come down from being up here to being here. And I get to see them and they get to see me. That takes me on a whole that that's where all my money come from. Because <laughs> guess what they do? <laughs> Let me book you. That's, Let me, that's where my high is at. That's where my that high is at. My high is at. It's like once I'm done and I know that I've changed a life. Like I was telling my husband last week, girl, I got a handwritten thank you. When was the last letter? I'm like, yes, somebody sent me. A handwritten thank you. See what I'm saying? And it was like, I don't think that they realized that little small thank you card. Did you cry? How it affected me. No, you girl, you know I didn't. I know. <laughs> I'm like, you know I didn't, but I was caught up in the card. I was like, oh my gosh. I said, when was the last time? Somebody just took the time to write a letter, to write me a letter. And it also made me feel like, okay, so how am I showing up? You know, and it also made me say, you know what? I need to start doing the same too. You know, when I'm, you know, when somebody is impacting me, I need to write them a handwritten letter to just say, thank you. But that's a whole nother note, but I I just love the handwritten thank you. So do you think that your profession will still be in demand 10 years from now? I'm about to tell you, most speakers start the game at the age of 40 to 60. Come on. I'm 31. I know that's right. Recession is coming. Our currency is about to change. The housing market, crash, come up again, switch to portable digital houses, 3D printers coming out. Our whole world is being shooken up. Yeah, it is. They are going to shift from entertainment to education. And everything I do, they're going to shift. I feel a paradigm shift happening because there's something called the law of familiarity, which means when something is familiarized, you don't want it anymore. That's why every 10 years, we shift and decade the culture changes, the clothes change, what your grandma used to wear came back, right? Mm-hmm. Everything changes. So when you are somebody who helps people navigate change, navigate transition, become better versions of themselves, as the world is shifting and things are getting worse, they're going to continue to look for speakers, especially after COVID-19. Baby, we on, we in Hollywood right now. Well, if you see it, it has actually increased because people were looking for things not only to reinvent themselves because you figure we're dealing with the great resignation where mm-hmm. a lot of people are working on these jobs and they're like, you know what? I am no longer being fulfilled here. Yes. So I am looking for something where I'm finding my happy place, yes. you know? Also, too, when you think about this whole industry of speakers, mm-hmm. they looking for, for people that look like me and you. Yes. Th- just keep it real. I'm just keeping it real. They looking for people that look like me and you. Because it's speaking, you know? it's entertainment, it's beauty, you know, sex sells, but it's the sex appeal that comes with, when I say this, thoughts, being half-dressed, all that's getting out the way now because it's oversaturated. But classy, am I lying? That's why you know who I ain't going to say name getting dragged because what they wore to the Oscars with their husband. I ain't got no comment on it. But what I can say is that when you have, like a man told me this, he said, why go to the strip club when I can see him online? Like, Mm. the market with it now. They looking for women that are smart, educated, sophisticated, classy, beautiful, got their stuff together and willing to speak. They are looking for that. It's it's like white on rice. Baby, it's hot right now. And I'm just going to call it out as it is. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. with black women. With us. You know, um, when it comes down to speaking platforms, yeah. black women are, you know, unrepresented. We are. So how do you feel, you know, with being a black female speaker in this market? 
I feel like I got to suit up with the whole armor of God so I won't be deceived by the tricks of the enemy. And I got to team up with other powerful black women because the people who are providing opportunities don't look like us. So I'm just kidding. People that are the ones who are paying me don't look like us. The people that are have the money and that are providing, they don't look like me. So I need to not only come, but I need to bring others with, with me so we could be in this game together. It's not long. It's lonely when you win it by yourself. It's not a good feeling but to be. You know what my good. husband said to me um, mm -hmm. the other night. You know, he said, "Babe, what what have you always said to me?" Because mm -hmm. I've always told him I was like, "Success is lonely." For real, it is. It is lonely because a lot of people they assume that this was something that you you got overnight, and it was something that you just did not work for. Yeah. You know, and it goes back to a lot of people not understanding your story. Yeah. That's why it's so nice when you are able to get into a space of like-minded people. Yes. Girl, let me look at some of these comments because these comments is rolling. <laughs> it, um, Rebecca Stack. I think it is. I don't got my glasses on. <laughs> I'm trying not to tell my age over here. You know? But she said, your niche is definitely um, healing women. This event, you are going to do this. This event is going to do sounds amazing. Oh, thank you. Love. And then we have Kendra Lawson. She said, still a thrill. And then she said, my girl, Cardi B, you know it. <laughs> but girl, even with her, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, let's face it. It's like yeah. everything is starting to change. Yes. You know, where we're now, we're speaking to women to teach women to love themselves. Yes. You no, know, you ain't got to throw it all out there. And she even had to notice that, you know what? I want to get in certain rooms, certain places. I got to clean this up. See what I'm saying? She not she don't look like she used to. She don't. No, she like don't. No, she yeah, don't. She don't like talk, it. nor does she look like it. Mm -mm. You know, so it's like wake it up. So what? Um, what are the top three professional books you would recommend to Ooh. others? The Four Agreements talks about us making an agreement with everything since the time we are born. We make an agreement to look at the map. And think that those lines on the map separates us. Like that, that one thing blew my mind. Second book, The Alchemist. The Alchemist. The Alchemist is a beautiful journey that lets you know if you don't do what God put in your heart to do, it's going to start as a whisper. Then it's going to be a knock. Then it's going to kick down your door. And no matter what you do in life, if you don't follow that calling, it's going because you know it because it calls you. Mm -hmm. That the alchemist, and the third one, the richest man in Babylon. That book right there, it took me on a journey, and it made me see money as currency and not tangible, just coins and paper. And money is currency, and what you do with it and how you put it out is how you get it back. So there's this mm -hmm. little analogy. Yeah, they say that a closed hand can't receive or give, but an open hand can do both. So as, I don't think, yeah, I don't think when I went to that conference and I put that $3,000 on my credit card that I had just got to go to the conference because I was looking to try to find a way. Right. I swear to y'all, I got back at least $25,000 and not from the conference, but from the people in the room. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's a true story. Yes, ma'am. You know that I've seen it. Yes. You no, know, I know crazy. you. Ain't it's so crazy. Yeah, you know, I know you might lie. Another comment. No, we didn't. They said it's hard. Okay. So I got it. So the last one that I'm going to ask you before we jump off of here. Yes. Um, so um, before you go, what can people expect from you? Ooh. The rest of this year, <laughs> and um, 
also, you know, ended up with telling people how can they find you? Where can they connect? Yes, absolutely. People can expect for one of God's most faithful servants and strongest warriors to be on the front line, battling, ready to go get it at conferences, at trainings, doing podcasts, on webinars, continuing to launch Home for Grace, which is a not-for-profit that we have. I have my, me and my friend Sophia Willits. We bought a house in Arizona and it's going to be able to house up to eight women and that have been trafficked. We're going to go through a 12-week program and transition out into properties that she owns to live for a year. That's already bought, already done. We're launching it on April 13th. Um, they're going to be able to see me do Unleash to Speak, which is the conference I told you about earlier. This is a place, it's, it's free for the survivors. So I'm going to be putting out asked to different women and to different organizations to see who they would nominate and they're going to have to submit their information and we're going to bring 20 women for free to this conference and we ask the women that want to come and support we need you there too women in business women in power women that have got their stuff going on this is a free event all i need you to do is show up and be there for the woman i'm fundraising to make this happen so I'm not worried about money. I'm not worried about anything except healing the lives of women that God that have been waiting on me to get my stuff together so I could do it. So you're going to be expecting a lot of stuff from me. And we're going to be look for season one of the Great American Speak Off where me and Adrian will be there. <laughs> That's going to be coming out soon. And then I, I keep my name standard across everything. Um, right now I am in the midst of rebranding some stuff. So give me about a week and I'll have it back up and running. But Shemitria Gonzalez, as it says on the screen, that's Instagram, Facebook, that is um, my my website. Everything's going to be on there. It's all ShemitriaGonzalez.com. And um, I hope I see all of y'all in Houston, July the 9th. <laughs> so okay. you can be there when I speak beside my beautiful friend, Adrian, and we help you women understand because I promise you, she's helping me in an area that I'm weak at, which is what I said at the beginning of this call, which is I did not know how to accumulate and then keep money working for me. That's what she's helping me to do and branding myself as a boss. She told me I'm an alpha female. I didn't even know what that meant. I, thought, <laughs> I was like, what is an alpha female? I'm like, I'm not an alpha, I'm submissive. She was like, no, you're not. You better figure that out because uh, you an alpha. Real quick. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you can see me there. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited for what God has for me, guys. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for the women who are still in the situations that I made it out of. And I'm also doing it for the women that are losing hope. I am all about healing and redeveloping your mindset after you've dealt with trauma. So it's for us. And you're going to be setting up something where people are going to be able to pour into if they want to donate, correct? Yes. So that's that that is home for grace. Um, I, oh, I forgot to mention Grace Ministries every Wednesday launching April 12th. I'm going to be preaching sermons and that's I'm going right. to be putting it on YouTube. Why wait? I know ministry is my calling. I know God has put an anointing deep down in my spirit. I don't need a platform to do that. All I need to do is open my mouth and, and put it out there. So through Grace Ministries, that's going to be able to donate there. They'll have a button on there. We got solidified through like Facebook and everything. And then Home for Grace, that's another organization that I have. Um, it's just a not-for-profit for women who've been trafficked. So you definitely can um, go there. And then if you want to come to the event, you would just come and you'd sponsor the one of the survivors. So you'd be there, you'd be holding their hand, you'd be helping them craft their signature talk. Some of these women have never shared their story. That's why it's called Unleash to Speak because it's a safe space that I'm creating for the little breakdown because just the whole thing around Unleash to Speak Yes, yes. So it, so. Just, it touched my heart every time you share that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as most people, you know, don't know my story, but I was basically trafficked. And the guy who was a part of, you know, the trafficking ring, when I would get in trouble, he would tape my mouth shut, like with tape, like duct tape. And um, so I didn't have a voice. I wasn't able to speak. And um, I say that I ripped the tape off of my mouth in order to be able to 
open my mouth and now I feel like I'm unleashed to speak. It was unleashed ED to speak, if I can share that, Adrian. And someone, when I told them what I was going to do with Unleashed to Speak, they trademarked the name. Mm. Um, so you got to know your business, right? That's so right. Um, but anyway. we got that covered now. We, we got, got that covered now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they they trademarked the name. This was back in January, guys. I'm telling you, with new levels, bring new new devils. Okay. Come but, on. Now. So it was supposed to be Unleashed ED to speak, but I was sharing with somebody. My I opened up my heart to them. I told them my new business and what I wanted to do for the women. And then three months later, when I went to go and get all my paperwork done, because I, I finally found out the legal way to do it, they had already trademarked it and there's nothing I can do. But um, took the ED off and made it Unleashed to speak. So we're good now. Same difference. We're good now. Thank you for letting me share that because even I don't want to be scared of the monsters in my story anymore. I know that's right. I I know that's right. And I I think it's so important. You know, it was like I shared with you. I saw how people, I didn't even know your name, but I'm praying for you, you know. And I was because I saw the vulnerability and I saw how. You know, I said, oh, my God, all of these people are about to start to take advantage of her, mm-hmm. you know, and but they, they just didn't know the God that you served, nope. you know, and they didn't know the covering you were under, nope. you know, and who cares, you know, nope. um, and you watch and see you're about to get that name back. I already told you that you get yeah, that we name. Get it back. I know we talked about we it. it back. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> um. Rebecca said, Unleashed to Speak sounds better anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> and, and Kendra said, and not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. So you have heard it here. You guys know where to find Sharmitra Gonzalez. Make sure that you guys are following her on every single platform. You know, share some love and also sponsor one of these women. You know, if it's anything that we can do to help our sisters elevate their lives, elevate their business, is nothing better than to be able to pour back into our fellow sisters. Sharmitra, thank you so much. Guys, this is going to be a treat in July. So y'all butts better make sure that y'all have signed up. The link is down near the Seven Figure Boss Summit. Make sure you go and get your limited reserve seats and join us there. But until next week, we are out. Thank you. Okay, so how did you enjoy this episode? Do you have a lesson, a takeaway, or a story from the episode that you'll like to share with other people? I would love to know. Let me know your thoughts of your favorite moments and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform or help text on my IG at The 7 Figure Boss. And if you're still here, thank you. Thanks for being a part of my mission to educate young girls and women about financial freedom. I do it so they know that they can have it all and create it all by themselves. If you enjoyed this conversation, please help me to reach out to more people. And as always, go out and remember, make million dollar choices.